0: hi guys welcome back to don't ask me how i'm doing hope you guys are doing well today hope it's been a productive day for you today we're going to be talking about me and my good friend or should i say arch enemy not really but i think of my brain and my person as two separate entities because So often I find myself thinking things or doing things that just don't match up with what I know I would think or I would do. And my anxiety plays a huge role in this. I overanalyze everything. I think of every possible case scenario, how each case scenario would make me feel, and how I should react if that scenario were to happen. And I do that in great detail, like word for word. I think it's just to prepare myself for every possible outcome because being unprepared opens the door for me to be hurt and disappointed. And granted, I'll still be hurt, but at least I knew it was coming and at least I did my best to prepare and, you know, make it a a softer blow. An example of this would be something that happens on a daily basis. So say I text my friend, a couple hours go by, I don't receive a reply. All right, my brain says, okay, maybe they're sleeping in today. Maybe they're doing chores. A couple more hours go by. Okay, so they're definitely awake, um, but maybe they're just really, really busy. More hours. I say to myself, okay, so they probably definitely don't want to talk to me because they definitely have seen this, and it's probably because of what I said two weeks ago um, that upset them and they're still mad at me, or maybe they don't want to be my friend at all. Everyone grows apart, it's fine. You're gonna be okay. Like it's fine. just it's it's gonna be okay. When she tells you, when she comes out and just says it, like you're gonna be okay. It happens all the time. But what if it's because of something else that they haven't told me about? Like, how do I prepare for that? Like, And then I start racking my brain. like, what have I said to this person in the last two weeks? What have I done with this person that may have upset them to drive them to not want to talk to me? And the thoughts go on. And that's just kind of an example of sort of the trail I take myself down just because I didn't receive a text back. And so now I'm stressed, I'm anxious for them to reply, I'm nervous, and my entire mood is like thrown out the window. Because in that short span of time, I've covered confusion, sadness, anger, all because of these hypothetical thoughts. Like, all because of a situation that I've created in my mind that hasn't actually happened. And because I value everyone in my life, this is enough to send me into a mental breakdown if my mind dwells for long enough and if said person still hasn't replied over a period of time. like I have like broken down over this and just been a mess all because of the thoughts brewing in my mind. And so in the midst of all this, say the friend texts me back, sorry I was without service all day or... Sorry, I'm literally at the hospital. And I'm like, oh, wow, you're fine. You know, you're good, whatever. All is well. But I just went through a mental roller coaster because my mind wouldn't let it rest, wouldn't let it just be that they might be busy, preoccupied with something. And this is just an example with, like, a friend, but this happens with everything. Like, professors, even just, like random people I don't even know at the store like it's ridiculous and I I hate it I really do and I fight the thoughts as much as I can but sometimes when you're dealing with them every day with every little thing it's so tiring that like you just can't even combat it you just you literally just have to go through it and think the thoughts and just wait till they're proven wrong Therapy has helped me fight these intrusive thoughts so they're not as strong and dramatic, but they're definitely still there. And, like, the worst part of it all is that I know I'm being ridiculous. I know I'm overthinking. Like, those two things, like me knowing and my brain overthinking, aren't cohesive. They're not working together. They're opposites. They're opposing each other. And depending on the situation, my brain usually wins. And I mean personally I don't care about a lot of things I I mean you don't reply to my message cool I'll talk to you when you do but my brain is like they're not replying wow you have no friends everyone hates you like you definitely did something wrong and now you have to clean up the mess like it just it's like I'm two different people but like it's all one being (laughs) So, yeah i mean everything is really big and drawn out it's like life or death in my brain very black and white and life isn't black and white there's so many gray areas that you can't just chalk things up to like yes or no or this or that you know and there's just so much that that you don't know like if you're communicating with someone over the phone you're not physically with them, meaning you you don't know what they're doing at that exact moment. They're not always going to be able to reply. Obviously, that's a logical thought like, duh, Niall, they're not going to be able to reply right now or, duh, Niall, they're not going to be able to reply in a split second all the time. But my brain is just like missing that whole point. It's just like, wow, it's been so long. They don't want to talk to me. Everything's going downhill. And then the meltdown occurs. some other examples I've thought of is like my turtle isn't swimming as much means he's dying my mom is calling me at a weird time it means she has bad news my coach constructively criticizing me means I'm the worst on the team like these are real thoughts like real examples that have sent me into like episodes that last for weeks sometimes and it's so hard because I know that these are lies but if If you've ever struggled with anything mentally, you know how small you can feel beside your anxiety or depression or whatever it is for you. You just feel like you can't beat it and there's no way around it, even though that's not the case. It's far from the case. Some things that have helped me when I'm like this and I'm completely overthinking is focusing on myself. Forgetting whatever outside factor is making me feel or think a certain way and just focusing on me and the fact that all I need to worry about right now is that there's nothing wrong with me. I'm healthy and I'm safe and I'm well fed. I have a roof over my head and I'm okay. After that, I usually try to relax my physical by laying down, watching my favorite YouTuber going on TikTok or listening to a podcast. Um, And those things really help because it's something that stimulates me and takes my thoughts and occupies them for like a long period of time and usually like that works i'm distracted but after the video ends after the podcast ends i'm still in that sort of panicky anxious state so then i try to rationalize like okay i'm calmed down now i can think clearly you know your turtle isn't dying you know that your friends love you you know that mom probably doesn't have bad news she just wants to show you the cute new dress she just bought like I go through the same sort of process of talking myself through case scenarios, but in a more positive light. And if that doesn't work, if I can't convince myself, then I seek assurance from that thing that's in question. So maybe that looks like calling my mom back and saying, what's up? You called me at a weird time. And her telling me like, oh, nothing, just checking in on you. That would be assurance that, okay, everything's fine. There's nothing bad, you know, that she needs to tell me. Or asking my friend, like, hey, did I do anything to upset you? I noticed you didn't reply earlier. Um, they would usually reply, like, no, I've just been busy. You know, whatever. And after I do receive that assurance, usually I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. The thoughts are just nowhere to be found. It's like everything's back to normal. And, um... These are just a couple ways that I cope that I've found that work for me, but I just wish I didn't need to cope at all. Like, I'm I'm asking my brain to, like, not attack me. <laughs> and I feel like I shouldn't have to do that, but we're not perfect, and we will never be, and I guess that's just one of the flaws that, that come with me being me. I am proud of myself and how far I've come, because... It was really bad for a long time. I used to let my thoughts just consume me and my anxiety would make me physically ill, like nauseous, feeling too sick to get out of bed or do anything and just scared of every, every next step, every next moment. And it would leave me so upset that I would just cry for hours because I didn't know how to overcome my own self. It felt like it was me against me. Like, how do you win that fight? I experienced pretty intense anxiety attacks. Everyone experiences anxiety attacks differently, and they're also different from panic attacks. Personally, mine would make me very nauseous, throwing up, um, hysterically crying, unable to think clearly, or really think at all, and just kind of really frantic, but not knowing why not being able to pinpoint what exactly that day was making me so anxious. It was kind of just a buildup. And so it made it really hard to tackle one, one thing and make it go away. Um, And in those times I would usually call my mom. She would be able to calm me down enough to where I could sort of organize myself, try to organize my thoughts and see like, okay, this is what made me upset or I'm not really sure I'm just overall not feeling well and talking to her made me feel better but it would break her heart to see me so flustered and just helpless because of my own thoughts and I knew that so I I didn't want to call her but it would be my last resort because no one else can really calm me down better than my mom I relied on her so much i could see it breaking her down and so that was the one thing that really made me work to get better because seeing my parents so sad for me and not knowing how to help made me feel worse than any anxiety attack could and i just wanted to be able to make them have confidence in me that you know i can take care of myself i can be okay i can get better and so that's when I really started taking therapy seriously and really started to pursue coping mechanisms and pursue treatments that targeted intrusive thoughts and anxious behaviors. Um, and in that time, I learned that anxiety is fear-based. It's fear of not knowing or fear of knowing. And it's controllable because you can tell yourself okay, I don't know what this is going to bring and that scares me, but you can tell yourself and that's okay. Adding on that piece at the end makes all the difference and truly making yourself and willing yourself to believe it to be true makes all the difference and I started doing that and I also started to lean into my foundation. I have a great Christian background. I hesitate to use that word. Let me rephrase. I have a foundation in the Bible. I have a foundation in the Bible. I have a relationship with Christ that has fluctuated in response to the twists and turns of life. But one thing remains, and that is God himself. He's constant. And I knew that. I know that God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I know that I'm human, and I know that being fearful is a part of my flesh. But I also know that Fear isn't bigger than me. Anxiety isn't bigger than me. And it doesn't have to consume me, even though it wants to. There's always a solution within myself because it starts with me and what I allow myself to believe. And it seems so silly because, like I said, it's me versus me. So in retrospect, it's two things attacking each other with the same strength. I know that I'm strong enough to conquer my thoughts and control them and condition them to be healthier. So, as they're fighting me, I can fight back just as hard. And it's so much easier said than done. But, me making a conscious choice not to let it rule over me one day at a time makes me believe that in the long run, I can shut them down altogether. And there are so many days that are good. And the one day that'll be bad out of all those good days will make me think like, none of this work has actually made me any better, but that's not true because the next day I get up and I can make the conscious choice to be in control over my mind and what I allow myself to believe and what I tell myself. And that has worked for me. I can say very well, my last anxiety attack was New Year's, the day before New Year's, um... And I haven't had one since. That's not to say I haven't been anxious since New Year's. That feeling is always there, but whether I let it control my day and control my mood makes all the difference. And I have made the choice not to. All in all, I know that I don't want to be an anxious person. I may be an anxious person, but I don't want to be. So every day that drives me to not be, to put my anxiety to the side and let peace and joy and happiness consume me instead of the anxious thoughts. And again, I can't always control it. There are things that come up that, you know, put a pause in my day that I have to sit down and digest. And there's some anxiety in that, but One thing I like to remember when I'm faced with anxiety is those moments where you just appreciate life and all of its beauty. For me, it was most recently being with my family and just being just so full and grateful. That makes me want to be better. That makes me Remember that my anxiety doesn't only affect me, that it'll have my family worried, so I must continue to work on this so that we can enjoy life to the fullest extent and not have to be concerned with one another and their health and their well-being. I want to be better to help the next person who struggles with this, who enters early adulthood and just is confronted by emotions that they can't seem to control. I want to be able to say, I've been through that. And you can conquer that even though you feel like you can't. And honestly, I just wanna be better for myself. It's not fun being burdened with your own thoughts all the time. I wanna be a light. I wanna be a positive source for other people. I wanna be a joy to be around, not someone who's constantly thinking about all the bad things that could happen. And all those things combined just Strengthen me every day to continue to work on this, continue to be, you know, intentional with what I consume so that my thoughts aren't negative and be in control of how I perceive things and all of that good stuff. It's definitely a work in progress. My brain and I, we will get along. We have no choice. We're together forever. We're one. So it's time for intentions, gratitudes, and what I'm looking forward to. I'm grateful for public access fields. My school hasn't officially opened up yet, so it's hard to find places to train and shoot around with like, you know, regulation size goals and stuff. But Fort Monroe has a beautiful patch of grass lined, like a soccer field with the regulation size goals, and I'm grateful for that because the weather's great and I get to shoot around in peace. There's usually no one out there, so, yeah. I intend to take the rest of this day and all of tomorrow to relax and just soak up my last couple days of freedom before I'm bogged with work and soccer full-time. And I'm looking forward to this week because there's going to be a lot of changes. My internship starts on Monday and I'm just looking forward to the challenge it may or may not be. I'm just looking forward to finding out. That concludes this episode. Thank you guys for joining me and listening. I will see you next week.